there's just nothing like lifting a heavy weight and going, oh my goodness, you know, I just back squatted 200 pounds, you know, and even, or even a hundred pounds. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, it's just, there's just that accomplishment that you can't get any place with anything else. I mean, you can run five miles, but at the end of that, I mean, you feel good, but there's just something about moving that weight that makes you feel really good. And just, it's just a challenge, I think. It's just a different challenge than a cardio thing. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today I have Beth Miles joining me on the podcast. Beth has been doing CrossFit for a decade. Not a lot of people can say that. She started when she was 43 years old and now she's 53 years old. You're going to be inspired by her story and you're going to learn a lot about how to approach CrossFit for the long haul. Enjoy. I'm Beth Miles and I have been working out here with Charlie since October of 2009. So 10 years, but I met Charlie actually over at the Dome a long time ago um, before that. And so I've had a long fitness journey. Um, I started... You're definitely like a PR when it comes to time, <laughs> yes. for sure. Yes. So yeah. Um, so let's start with just kind of even beginning with that, and I'll kind of ask some questions about okay. how you even got into CrossFit and why you have stuck with it for so long. Because I think that you're a great example of somebody who is consistent and just you know through injuries, through weather, <laughs> through. Uh, you know, a decade is a couple different decades of life, right? Like yeah. the age that you started compared to the age that you're at now. Your boys were young. Now they're in college. All these things have happened, but you're still here, you right. know, and you just got done with an open workout. So you've done the open probably more than most people. So, you know, what would you say, and just to start this podcast, like what is the thing that has kept you working out consistently for all those years? Uh, probably the most consistent thing is just the community that's here that really has kept me here. Um, and then just the fun that I have doing, I mean, CrossFit, even though I may not do a lot of the movements, even still after 10 years, it's just the, the different workout. You know, I started my fitness journey when my sophomore in college was starting kindergarten and I decided I was going to get back in shape. So I did a walk to run program and then I went to boot camps and then I did, um, the stuff at um, Aggieland and then actually found you and back on the when we had to work out on the corner of Texas yeah. and Holloman yeah. and we had to run the 400 in front of Starbucks. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. <laughs> yep. But, and then that was just a completely different thing for me because being 53, I never had lifted weights. Like when I grew up, girls didn't lift weights, even though I was athletic and we were in softball. And so you didn't have a, a gym. I mean, like the guys had their weight room, but the girls had no weight room. So this was my first introduction and you to were 43 weights. As 43 with two little kids, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Noah was probably you said five or six. Well, he was nine then because I started then, when okay, he was that's right. the running and then moved and to this. Luke when was, he was probably six. six. They were nine so and six. you were forty-three year old, nine and six year old. Yes. at home and you started out at Texas Holloman and what in that time comparatively to anything you'd ever done before what was different about these types of workouts um just the variation and because I've always been competitive you know just being able to be competitive with myself and back then I felt like I was competitive <laughs> with the people around me but as I've aged I'm just like you're 23 I'm 53 go for it yeah. you know yeah. I just am here to really in- 
enjoy just moving my body and the people. I mean, now, you know, yeah. when I first started 10 years ago, I would have maybe gotten upset over a workout, not doing as well as I wanted, but with age comes a little bit of mellowing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so even like, I mean, I'm still competitive. I mean, I love well, to compete, but no, I agree. And I think there's something to that. And I can relate to that, you know, that, you know, when you get started and you're doing it and you feel very CrossFit's a very competitive workout mm-hmm. like that, whether you call it a sport or just a class, like it, it creates this environment and it's easy to walk away feeling like the open, for example, maybe you had a goal of doing a certain number of reps or maybe coming in a certain place and then you don't accomplish that goal it can almost feel very defeating. Mm-hmm. And now, would you, you say you process that differently? Yes, I do. And, and some of that may have been because of injury, and so I'm not where I used to be. But I think some of it is just, I just enjoy being here and working out and showing up instead of, and enjoy cheering on those that are younger than me. Yeah. I guess that's part of it too, watching them in their fitness journey. Yeah, you almost consider yourself like a gym mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, you know, because I love to watch those that are excelling at, you know, at a younger age. I wish I had had that, you know, I wish I hadn't started at 43, you know, and I'd had the background of, of lifting weights instead of just coming in with, with nothing. Yeah. Know? So when you started, just to kind of give even the listener understanding, like you had zero, have you ever picked up a barbell in, in 2000, when you started in 2009 before that? 2000, never had picked up a barbell. And for the majority of your workouts, what did they look like prior to CrossFit? Just like, run, you know, body weight stuff, running. You know, when I was in softball, I mean, we just ran. We didn't lift weights. I mean, you just ran and worked out. Or you just played your sport. You didn't even really condition for it, you know. Um, and, and, you know, now, fast forward, I, I would even say that you're you move incredibly well right through lifts and so sometimes when you're starting out you can get frustrated Mm -hmm. or everybody can just coming 10 years later and and understanding even the clean and jerk more or the deadlift or kettlebell swings like what was it that kept you not getting frustrated or did you get frustrated in the learning curve that's necessary to be to stick with crossfit um i think just really the coaches and just the continued encouragement from coaches and the people in the gym, you know, to not, to just keep pursuing. And then just finally coming to a point of saying, you know, sometimes like there's a gymnastics movements that I can't do, but, but that's okay. You know, just coming to that point of, and still working at it, not giving up, but still working at it and knowing that some of those are limitations and some, who knows that, Maybe by the time I'm 63, no, I, I will get a pull up. No, but you know, it's just continuing to come and work at it, and just knowing that showing up is 90 percent of it. You know, you, you know, it, it there's there's a comparison here that I think is similar, and it's like imagine somebody, and I think for for people who chase money their whole life, right? You know, they think that if they're not a let's use the term a millionaire, like that they're not successful. Well, what if they get to the age of 70 and realize, you know what, I never was a millionaire, right? But what if they raised healthy kids and their kids had grandkids for them and they they missed it completely that it wasn't ever about being a millionaire? And I think sometimes we can fill in the blank with millionaire as bar muscle up, uh, you know, PR or clean and jerk or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, RX, you know, in CrossFit, I think what you just said is is a very mature because he also immediately said and it doesn't mean i don't keep trying for it right but that at some point it's okay 
that I can come to the gym every day. I can still get a great workout. I can keep working towards some things that maybe right now is not in the cards, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a hard, I don't even know how to word that in a way to understand it. That's, that's a good thing. I don't see that as a bad thing. Yeah. Would you yeah, say? I'd say, you know, because like when I first started CrossFit, I was like, okay, I'm going to, one day I'm going to like do every workout, RX. It's RX, RX. I got to be RX. I got to be RX. And like we went through some phases here at the gym where like we had these like different levels, levels yeah. you yeah. know, when we would do Level these one, things. Two, three. Yeah, yep. Um, or, you know, we had RX and scaled yeah. and RX plus and yes. all of those things. But it's just finally come to being comfortable and knowing that, you know, I'm here. I'm going to do it the way that I can do it and the way I can be successful. And that's what matters. And it doesn't, you know, that I've shown up and I've done my work and then I'm glad for that. You know, it makes a difference in my life. No, the worst what, thing is to not, not to show up. What we're <laughs> hearing is wisdom. And I believe that to be so true because, you know, it's kind of like when you read Proverbs, right? And Solomon and, you know, Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're hearing about this guy who had pretty much everything that you would want to get in the world, right? And then at the end, the way he sums up, you know, what it's all for and, at the end, you know, it's like fear the Lord, right? Right. And so it's like that to me in, in CrossFit, what does that mean? Well, 10 years later, right? You start at 43. There's probably a lot of men and women who are in that age right now. You know, we'll call it mid-30s, mid-40s right. because, you know, the, our... our you, CrossFit attracts um, all ages, but when I guarantee you, there's a difference between interviewing a 22 and a 23 year old <laughs> comparatively to like a 35, 45, right. or 55 year old, and and so really understanding that not only are you 53, but you've been doing this for 10 years. More importantly, you're still doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And there there has to be this point. When do you think you reached this level of maturity in that? At what age or at what point in your CrossFit experience? Really, honestly, I think it came when I had shoulder surgery a couple of years ago and couldn't. I mean, then I was like really honestly physically limited. And then you have to come back from that. And when you are that age, you don't recover as quickly, you know, as someone younger. And, you know, I did all the physical therapy I was prescribed, but could have if I had wanted to spend hours doing more and more, probably could have recovered quicker. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting recovered from that and then got a pinched nerve in my neck that yeah. put me out for like six weeks last year during the open. And so I think kind of through those injuries and just, you know, the time of being here, you just kind of go, you know what though, I'm going and I'm doing everything that I can to still move and still work out. And if I lift 35, if, if I could, cause used to, you know, I, like this workout we just finished. Yeah. I got two of the 95 uh, cleaning Clean. jerks. Mm-hmm. But used to that weight wasn't really something that was super heavy for me. And now today I've lost that ability to, to lift it. I think I'll get back there maybe next year. You know, it may take a long time. But to say, okay, I've been injured. I've done this. But, hey, I showed up and I did it. And I can go home feeling good about myself because of that. I I love that. And I hope that, you know, the reason I'm hanging out on this topic for a long time is because I can totally relate to what you're saying. And I can also appreciate what it is speaking into somebody who's listening because the world tells you that you should always be climbing, right? That like if you were doing 95 
two years ago that you should be doing 105 right and then you should be doing 115 and i think crossfit is deceiving in that way too that you know you almost think like if i could do fran in four minutes then next year i should be able to do it in three hours and or three minutes and 45 seconds and then the year after that I should be doing three minutes 30 seconds and five years from now i should be doing it faster and <laughs> all the meanwhile i think winning if i completely sum up winning it's showing up yeah and you know there's going to be seasons of your life like your life looks very different from 10 years ago it does and we could even you know we won't but we could expand on like physiologically like hormonally mm -hmm. and all the changes that have happened right compared like even alicia right when she started and having one kid compared to now having four little kids and you know it's she's winning just for showing up when she does and all so i think that right. we can't define winning i think is a, the summary of this point is by get, gaining strength or getting more movements or skills you know um, but there are some really cool wins along the way right and i would say like for you double unders was one of those things that you just got really yeah. early and that's still something that people struggle with yeah. You know, but what would you say are some of the, in your heart, like what are some of your biggest wins in the last 10 years of doing CrossFit? Um, well, doing double unders because yeah. that's one of those few skills, you know, that I can do. Um, and really just kind of working on lifts and trying to get better at lifting. I know gymnastics movements will always be difficult for me um, mm -hmm. because it's, you know, pull ups. I mean, being able to do them. Without scaling them, without yeah. bands or whatever. But I mean, my goal is still, you know, I think maybe when I'm 63, I'll get my first pull up. Um, yeah. You know, but just the winning of, of lifting weights, moving weight, that just to me, um, and trying to get heavier, heavier and heavier, you know, yeah. as, as you go, but doing it with wisdom and being smart about it. Was strength <laughs> training like a whole new concept for oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like you came in and, you know, I know in those early years, especially like, doing just a deadlift that day yeah let's just say like five sets of three mm -hmm. and that's it was that really weird yeah very much so and then i i think because i coached you a lot too and i remember watching you and i've worked out with you so much i mean you got into that like that mm -hmm. became it, it when did it go from being kind of strange almost like is this or was it immediately like i like this and then to the point of i look forward to lifting yeah i mean there was a learning curve there i don't you know i so 10 years ago is a long time ago, so it's hard to know. But that is what really has kept, you know, CrossFit for me. You know, just the weight part of it more than anything. You know, just enjoying that. Um, and because it's a challenge, you know, it's just something. And you can always improve, you know. It's like I still bend my elbows too soon when I do, <laughs> you know. Were you skeptical uh, about weightlifting pre-CrossFit? Today's episode is brought to you by Aggieland Supplements. Aggieland Supplements is located on the corner of Texas and Southwest Parkway in College Station. Mention the Building Better People podcast when you go in for 10% off of your purchase. I don't know if I was skeptical. I just was unsure. You know, okay, because I, I, think... I, I just, you know, when you never have done it and you didn't grow up around it, I mean, you know, just... It more of the unknown of, it was just a real unknown okay so because i think this is another area you were at that time 43 i think there's a lot of women in that age group you know we'll call mm -hmm. it even in 30s but 43 um even now at 53 
and they are very afraid of weightlifting. They fear it, or they they maybe don't fear it. Maybe it's just unknown to them, yeah. right? So for you, um, what what is it that uh, uh, you could say specifically to that personality who is choosing to not engage in weightlifting and, and sticking on the elliptical treadmill cardio intensive workouts? I would just say it's so much fun because there's just, there's just nothing like lifting a heavy weight and going, Oh my goodness. You know, I just back squatted 200 pounds, you know, and even, or even a hundred pounds. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, it's just, there's just that accomplishment that you can't get any place with anything else. I mean, you can run five miles, but at the end of that, I mean, you feel good, but there's just something about moving that weight that makes you feel really good. And just it's just a challenge i think it's just a different challenge than a cardio thing and you've done your fair share of endurance because you did a full marathon you <laughs> I did, did several halves right <laughs> yes um and so uh you've stuck with crossfit right and, and and if i were to you know accurately say it is like crossfit is your workout program mm-hmm. that's like You've had injuries, right? right? Not just shoulder, right? Um, you know, I've seen you in here with a boot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of those things, and you keep coming back. And so, to the person who, you know, is injured or struggling through injuries, because those can be super discouraging, right? Yes. And, and, and you continue to kind of persevere through those injuries, and so. And I think a lot of that too has to do with the people because you mentioned that, like mm-hmm. having friendships and right. relationships and community. Um, but my, the mental side of a injury is, I think, one of the biggest challenges. What was it that allowed you to, you know, kind of say, hey, this is, let me just go in there and see what I can do? I think it's just knowing that if you don't, you're really not ever going to get better. You know, recovery. I mean, like if you just take that six weeks in a boot and you don't do anything, then you're just so far behind and you just, you just don't get better. I mean, coming in and moving and working and modifying and, you know, riding the salt bike or whatever it is that you have to do to just kind of keep moving to me was worth it because I didn't want to not be there. I mean, I don't want to give up 10 years of working hard because of an injury. And, you know, and most of my injuries, um, they haven't, like, they're not CrossFit necessarily related. I mean, right. you know, like, my shoulder was just a result of lots of softball and, and other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. my foot was, because I, well, it wasn't during CrossFit class, but I skipped and my foot, like, popped. I mean, it was just one of those weird things that would have, could yeah. have happened anywhere. Yeah. So it's just, you know, keeping going because I don't want to stop. I don't want to look up 10 years from now and go, gosh, I wish I would have just pushed through it, you know? I think there, you know, there's something about, you know, and I, I agree, those injuries, I mean, who knows why they happen, and, and sometimes they are workout-related, and sometimes they're not workout-related, but at the end of the day, you know, and a decade is a long time that, you know, if if you're active, if you're going, it's kind of like a car accident. I mean, you don't ever mean to have one, right? Like, but sometimes it's your fault, sometimes it's another person's fault, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but in a 10-year period, I mean, I don't, I don't know the statistic insurance companies would know this, <laughs> yeah, but there like, <laughs> there's probably a chance that you're going to back into something, even if it's one of those you never reported it, you didn't mm-hmm. even fix it because it was minor. It was just you made a little mistake. And I think 
you know, again, sometimes that happens in a class and sometimes that happens out of a class. More importantly, and what I feel that CrossFit has done for me, because I started CrossFit just barely before you, it was, mm-hmm. you know, 2008 when I started, um, what I feel injuries, I think what it, what it's helped me is how to mentally persevere through an injury. That's mm-hmm. been a big lesson that I've had to learn, you know, because for me, anytime that I get hurt, I think the Lord is wanting to get my attention because yeah. he basically just took away my favorite activity Yeah, there <laughs> you, you know, go. for a period of time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, working out for me can become an idol. It can become something that I hold at a very high standard. And so all I view an injury as is an opportunity to just reflect right on perspective. You know, where is this in categorically in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and is it in a place that it doesn't need to be? But it also helps me understand that it's just a workout. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it's nothing more than a workout, you know. And so um, it, it almost makes, and again, I'm not happy about injuries. I don't like it with any, when anybody gets injured. But I think when you've been working out for 10 years and you had some injuries, it just helps you manage those that are going to happen later in life. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say you ever want a shoulder, a knee, a, a, an ankle, but if you're not in an active lifestyle, it's really hard to manage injuries. It is. You know, because you become very frustrated, angry, um, but, you know, you've, you've managed to continue. And I think that's a huge statement to your persistence, perseverance through those. Um, so, you know, let's talk about, like, CrossFit 2009, because, again, you have a, a history <laughs> of the, the gym, but also the name and the word and what it is culturally comparatively to CrossFit in 2019. Have you seen a big difference in, let's start with the workouts. I mean, does it look different today than it did 10 years ago? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's definitely, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, when I first started, it was very structure uh more well we're kind of gone back to structure yeah. like we've kind of gone through sometimes like when we first started the warm-up was the same thing every single day and then um and the whole goal behind everything seemed to be rx you know with it with the first coaching um and you know i can remember we would do rowing and and darren was the coach back then he would set them he would set them all on 10 he's like we're rowing on 10 we're you know and so i mean it was a, a different mindset and then you know kind of got a little bit um there was some time pairing in there where coaches kind of were doing their own thing you know almost the warm-ups you did the warm-up whatever that coach wanted to do and you know depending on who it was was what kind of warm-up you got and then um even workout wise, they wrote the workouts for a while. So depending on who was writing your workouts, you know, might be a lot of shoulders and a lot of arms and a lot of, you know, that was their favorite movements. And so there was a lot of workouts like that. And now 2019, you know, this new is very consistent. I guess that's what a good word to say. I feel like now we're very consistent on what we do. Um, And everybody kind of does the same thing across the board. The scaling's pretty much the same. The, the warm-ups, the cool-downs, very consistent where it's just transitioned to that. And, yeah. you know, there's good and bad about both things, but it's nice because you kind of know across the board. And then, you know, when you're looking at what should I do, the scaling is there for, for everybody. You know, these are the options. Pick one of these scalings where, you know, like in the past, it would be like, oh, well, 
this coach feels like a 500 meter this you know bike whatever it is five minutes of biking is great but the next coach is like well just do a 200 meter row so it's it's a good consistency that's and that's a great i think that's a key with the workouts how would you say the equipment has evolved (laughs) since 2009 well in 2009 women didn't get a 35 pound bar (laughs) it took a very very long time to get 35 pound bars in this gym and then we only had like two and so like in because back then we had a women's only and so you know who would get the 35 pound bars versus the 45 pounds um which is really you wouldn't think that's very much of a difference but it is it's huge to have those 35 pound bars you know for us um and then just the you know the of course starting over on Holloman in Texas, it was just that little bitty space and it had the mirrors in it. And so you had to watch yourself work out, (laughs) (laughs) which was terrible. But, um, and really there wasn't much equipment when we started. I mean, and the, the nice, the rigs out here now, you know, that used to be in the sun. It used to be this little bitty square concrete pad. And actually we used to work out inside. I mean, like in the garage, whatever you'd call that area. Yeah. Um, where we go when, when it's cold now, but yeah, and we would just cram people in there, yeah, you know, that's all the space we had with some big fans, sometimes. yeah. If you, no, were lucky, it, if you were lucky, you could get stand in front of the fan, um, yeah. So, and I remember really Bo built our rig, yeah. back at the Texas Hall, and yeah. your husband, he that's right, because we didn't, you know, Rogue didn't exist at that yeah. time, there was no rigs to purchase, and just the, the, but the equipment, you're right. I mean, even the assortment of barbells back then was, you know, just so different. And it, all bumper plates, you yeah. know, it was a completely different time frame. Um, how about culturally, we'll say, um, how is it look different from 2009 to 2019? I, I don't know if it looks a whole lot different. Um, I think the, the, community has always you know it took a while to build that community i guess i should mm-hmm. say because you know it, it 2009 was still pretty new and yeah you know we had people coming and going and um julie and suzanne and i and a couple other people were in there but um it and it was a women's only so that was and that was i was gonna say for me starting out in 2009 i probably wouldn't have started crossfit if i hadn't been able to just go into a women's only that was big yeah. um and so but the community of just what this gym does you know just even though i don't really venture outside of my morning class just because i like my morning class yeah, yeah. um but yet you see that in the responses of people um to each other and to you know as it, Friday Night Lights or any of the events, you know, and I think there's, it's even stronger today than it's developed over time. You know, Mm -hmm. originally we would do like a Christmas party, you know, just once a year kind of thing. And now to see the even more uh, potlucks and, you know, and when you've spent 10 years with people or I don't know, Alicia, you know, the people that I have seen for that many years, I've watched new moms you know people that were not moms become moms and now have four kids you know or three kids and so it's just a really neat thing to watch people grow uh julie and i i mean our kids are all well luke's still in high school but her two are in college noah's in college you know when we started um they did a few things up here you know i have pictures of them of when they were little um and just to watch 
family, you know, becomes family and watching people grow and, and you're invested in them. I I feel like so much of the, the gym or especially like the, this type of gym, you know, CrossFit gym, but there's also other gyms that, that you can compare to this type of smaller gyms. It's like a church, right? Like when you Mm -hmm. grow up with the church, right? It makes it more meaningful because when you go, you've, you're doing life with these people and in the gym, you know, it might just be nine 30 to 10 30, but still, it happens probably three to five times a week. Over 10 years is a long time. Yeah. And people come and go, you know. But at the end of the day, I think the way you get the most out of a gym, too, is by committing long term. You know, mm-hmm. it's and you've gotten to see a lot of different coaches. Yes. You've gotten to see a lot of different people. You've gotten to see a lot of different workouts. You've gotten to see all this over and over and over. And I think that there's so much to... It, it to appreciate in that right and that mm-hmm. you know and, and at the end of the day i think what probably is the best of all is that you're still working out yeah. <laughs> you know at 53 to have done however many clean and jerks you just did however many step-ups you just did however many um workouts you keep doing burpees in week one and all those things is awesome you know that's i mean that's fitness that's that's ultimately even from the founder of crossfit's perspective he wants you to age and be able to move, right? right. To, to be able to go into your 60s vibrant and healthy and not hurting. And those are kind of some of the really cool things that I think the, but all the others are the great additional benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about recovery because I think, you know, one of the things you do so well, I see you always foam rolling after you bought a Theragun not too long ago. Um, you spend that time and, and you know, what is it that you find valuable about your kind of, I don't know what you'd call that, cool cool down, <laughs> recovery, like what would you categorize that as? Well, sometimes it's um, just the chance to talk to some people yeah, in class. Yeah, social time, for social sure. Time. But no, I do, because I know if I leave here, I'm not going to go home and foam roll, stretch, Theragun, any of that. Once I leave this gym, I'm just going to be busy, you know, and I have a foam roller at home because I bought one because I thought, oh yeah, I'll I love it, doing it at the gym, so I'll do it at home. I don't do it. So I bring my Theragun with me. In fact, Ben um, asked me one day because he was coming to like a noon class. He's like, what are you still doing up there? Didn't you work out a long time ago? I mean, he was here early. He wasn't here at noon. But I was like, you know, that's if I don't sit, take the time to sit and roll out and Theragun right after class, then I don't I don't do it. And, and I feel it. I mean, I feel the difference between – you know, foam, you know, doing it right after mm-hmm. or with those days that maybe I have an 11 o'clock appointment or whatever and I have to rush out. There's a huge difference. Yeah. And so, and some of it is just the opportunity to sometimes sit down with those, with Alicia or yeah. Julie or um, Laura, whoever is, you know, we share life together. We talk about our kids and, yeah. hey, what's going on? And, you know, it's just like I'm in Bible study. I'm a lead a intergenerational Bible study. And the wisdom that you get from having different ages, different walks of life, you know, it's great because we've walked, you know, Julie and I have talked, man, these teenage years are are hard. (laughs) Give me my two year olds any day, but it's, Mm. you know, great to, to be with these moms who have young kids and just encourage and know that, um, you know, what they right now, that's hard for them. You know, that's because I remember, oh my gosh, I thought that's gone so hard. And, and yet, you know, God gives you what, 
you can handle at that point. In time. And, and so. you know, again, so much, I mean, I think the title of this podcast is going to be just wisdom, right? Like, because I think that that's available to everyone, right? Like mm-hmm. no matter what time you come, right? Yeah. You obviously the phone rolling is good, but if what I'm hearing is accurate is like, man, there's a ton of people here, you know, and it might not be able to happen every day. Right. right? Yeah. But like, Engage in some conversations beyond CrossFit. Engage in some conversations beyond the open. You know, like the thing you just said about like being able to talk to somebody who's raising teenagers while you're raising teenagers and just to exchange dialogue on the ups and downs uh, Mm -hmm. or the challenges associated with that is one of the biggest values that can happen. You know, Mm -hmm. and again, all it takes is doing it right and right. so i think that that's um that again just such wisdom that you're you've got you know you've got whether you come at five o'clock in the morning whether you come at five o'clock in the evening or lunchtime and that doesn't have to happen right after class it can always even happen during class right. you know it can be here because you got here 10 minutes early it can be 10 minutes after it can be like hey i don't have time because we're always i got to rush out of here but do you have time to grab lunch or you know maybe it's as couples like hey would your spouse want to go grab coffee or dinner with my spouse and let's just hang out and get to know each other. And I think that too is like, for my heart is about community and family. And I think we do a great job of, of getting people to expose to each other often, which builds trust, right? It's yeah. just like, Hey, you're now, you trust Julie probably cause you spent a year with her, let's say way back when working out with her, having conversations with her. But then what, what requires next is to actually be vulnerable and be honest and not everybody is comfortable with that yeah you know but i love a podcast i I interviewed jordan monroe a while back and he said uh i'm not allowed he wanted like he said originally i want to be an introvert i just want to show up to the gym and work out he goes and i can't like i have too many people in that 6 a.m class that want to talk to me yeah (laughs) and actually care about me enough to say how are you doing Mm -hmm. and so so the bonus on that is you're foam rolling and you're taking care of your body in the meantime. You mentioned Ben, and I know that you've gone to him a couple times. So how does, you know, again, the focus is recovery and talking about your foam rolling. Do you have any other kind of secrets, tricks, uh, <laughs> 10 years of doing CrossFit injured, but coming back like to the overall concept of recovery? Not really. I mean, I think obviously the foam rolling at their gun and I, I do keep a weekly appointment with Ben now, which I didn't, that's new in the last, well, I mean, Ben's not been here a really long time, but um, in the last couple of years, originally took, the reason I started seeing Ben was because I took Luke in for a injury before, a football injury back in freshman year, and then realized, and then I had some things, and so started going to him, and um then I'm just like, that just helps to go once a week and get things worked out. It keeps me from being, I feel like it keeps me from, because I have tendency, you know, my shoulders still give me issues. And so that keeps those muscles and ligaments and everything else kind of where they need to be so that, you know, they don't get inflamed fast, you know, inflamed to the point that you can't do something. Yeah. You know? I told Ben, I, you know, I go in <laughs> once a month. And I told him, I think everybody who does CrossFit should do that. Uh, a minimum. You're going in yeah. once a week, which is even better. But I feel like, you know, chances are there's something bothering you. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it not it's not CrossFit. It's just you're working. It's like a triathlete, right? It's right. like a marathoner. 
I promise you, if you train for a marathon, which you've done that before, going to see uh, you know somebody who's specialist in myofascial release, right, or you know right. muscular therapy, or you know just pain management is a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just part of working out that there's probably something that you need attention on, and I think that's just proactive, you know. And yeah. it's I, I feel like you don't just go when you get hurt. Right. You know? And that's what I, that's how I used to view that kind of stuff. Like, okay, wow, my shoulder's really hurting. Oh, my hip's hurting, whatever it is. Let me go get help for that. But now it's, let's do it on a regular basis so we don't get to that point. Yeah. It's like, saying, which is I'm, better. I'm, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm only going to pray or read my Bible yeah. when, when things are really bad. Right. It's like, no, we should be praying and reading our Bible even when things are great. Exactly. And they're only going to get us more prepared for when things are bad, mm-hmm. you know, or when the world gets really hard. And so, um, well, the last question, which is I ask every person on this podcast, <laughs> is the title is Building Better People. You heard that terminology probably about five years ago. Um, and really what building better people means is there's a belief that exists, right, in this gym that everyone that's working out is becoming a better version of themselves because they're working out. In other words, that if you're not working out, meaning you're sedentary, you're inactive, you're not taking care of your body healthy, then you know it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you can be a better version of you. Right. And so for you, how has that been true over the years? Um, and you know, you've lived 53 years, so you probably can recall times that you were very consistent in exercising and being healthy comparatively to times that you weren't. So how is building better people true in your life? I think it's just really the consistency and just, um, taking one day at a time, one step at a time, you know, setting goals. And trying to meet those, you know, like I said, my original had had two kids. And so when I started before Noah was going into kindergarten with that walk to run program, you know, and I was like, okay, um, and I don't know how old I was, was then it was, um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to get in really good shape by the time I turn whatever it was. And so I just kind of continually putting one foot in front of the other you know just every year going you know if I stop I'm not ever going to get there but if I just go I'm going to keep getting better and it may be small steps and you know dieting changes um that you didn't even think about and those have just been small steps you know just cutting these things out or trying to do different things um intermittent fasting or keto you know just the different things that you can do to consciously be aware of those things and just put them in one small, you know, I think when we try to make huge steps is when we set ourselves up for failure. And when we just go with the small steps and just do it one day at a time. And, you know, it's like trying to make better eating habits, just changing one thing, you know, cut out one thing instead of five things and you'll probably be a lot more successful. Um, And so just con, con, and, you know, and I keep looking forward to the fact that, soon I'm going to get to do scaled masters, really scaled masters. I'm waiting to turn, you know, 54 is the cutoff. So, I, you know, at 55, I'm going to be able to really rock it because I'm go. going to be here and I'm going to be 55 and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to blow it away because those are like 
you know, anyway, I just always laugh because I'm like, it is a big difference between the workouts at 54 compared to 55. I know. (laughs) See, and I'm just waiting because you've been preparing all this time time because I I might, you know, get on the leaderboard. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it's just, you know, being consistent every single day, you know, it's the same with anything, you know, in your life, just the consistency with your kids, with, with what you do just, and when you feel down and you don't think you can take that next step, just getting up and, and going and, and finding someone to help you sometimes get up and keep going, you know, yeah. when you've been knocked down. And that's what this community's done. You know, when I had shoulder surgery, they, the encouragement, you know, um, it's always somebody saying, you know, you can, you can lift that weight. You don't think you can lift that weight, but you can. You know, it's just like in today's workout, you know, Jenna's like, oh, I can't, I can never do 95 pounds. And I mean, she rocked it. I mean, she went through all, all of those. And you got to 115. We got to 115. Yeah. And just so finding those people to surround yourself with that are encouragers and not, and which everyone here is. I've never met someone here that's not an encourager, you know, in, all, in different ways. You know, yeah. some are quiet about it, some are loud. Um, but just putting one foot in front of the other every single day and trying to get here. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.